Welcome to the podcast no one asked for. I'm Sienna. And I'm Morgan. And today we are doing our next true crime episode. Mm-hmm. One of our biggest ones yet. And one of the biggest unsolved cases ever. Zodiac. The freaking Zodiac killer. Zodiac killer. Honestly, who does not know about this fool? If you don't know about this... Well, Where keep listening. Been? We are going There's to inform you. There's a movie that came out in 2007. What an iconic cast. I watched that movie without even knowing anything about this case. And I still, like, I thought it was like a murder mystery movie. And I was like, it's unsolved? Man. It, it is it's so, so aggravating. So I Unsolved cases are my favorite. But the but worst. But I hate them because I'm like, I'll never know. I'm like, I want to know how it ends. Mm-hmm. I don't like open-ended anything. Because it's just like, what? No. I want my answer. <laughs> I want answers. Finish it. All right. This case is long. Very, very long. Let's spill the tea. Let's kick it so, off. So, it is one of the most infamous cases ever. Mm-hmm. The killer was, it's a serial killer, unidentified, never has Literally. been. There's been sketches, and there's been a lot of things, conspiracy, but never really solid. Mm-hmm. It took place in Northern California. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, the case remains open in the city of Vallejo, as well as Napa County and Solano County. The California Ju- Department of Justice has maintained an open case file on Zodiac murders since 1969. Dang. Meaning, they're still going after this guy. But there's nothing... Of course, he'd probably up. be dead by now. Yeah, he would be. Um, so, five were confirmed dead, two injured. However, there is a possible 20 to 28 dead victims. Like, more dead victims. Right. The killer claimed to have killed 37 people, but only Big five oof. were found confirmed dead. Yeah. Wow. Dang, it really be like that, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the murders. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So how did it all begin? Well, the first few murders uh, was a shooting of two high school students, and that was his M.O., he would just shoot people. Yeah. He would also use a flashlight sometimes to kind of, like, put in their eyes so they wouldn't be able to see him, and then he'd shoot them. Were they, like, specific ages? Who were they? I feel like no, they were young, was I thought. A little. It's kind of all ages, honestly. Yeah. He didn't really have a type. So it was a shooting of two high school students, David Arthur Fairday, who was 17, and Betty Lou Jensen, who was 16. They were shot and killed on December 20th, 1968, on Lake Herman Road, within the city limits of Benicia, Benicia, I don't pronounce it, but yeah, uh, they had parked their car in a gravel turnout, turnout, they parked their car in a gravel turnout at around 10, 15 p.m., and then shortly after 11, their bodies were found, so they were just parked, chilling, and then Zodiac (laughs) pops up, and that's pretty much the only information they have on that case, but yes, they were shot and killed and they were 16 and 17 real young okay so the continuation of these attacks blue rock springs just before midnight on july 4th 1969 man (laughs) independence day (laughs) not gonna be so fun couldn't even enjoy the fireworks michael renault uh who was 19 years old and darlene elizabeth farron 22 years old were shot in the parking lot of Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. While Michael survived the attack, Darlene was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. And four, that is, where they were shot was four miles from Lake Herman Road, the, fir- the site of the first murder. Mm-hmm. They had parked their car, and a second car drove into the lot and parked alongside them. 
but almost immediately drove away. And the car came back 10 minutes later, but parked right behind them. Like blocking them in. Yeah. The driver, who was Zodiac, got out of the car, went up to the couple in the car, and directed a flashlight, like Sienna said, in their eyes before shooting them five times. I don't know how excessive. I don't know how the guy survived because of that. But the, wait, there's more. Yes, both the victims were hit, and several bullets passed through Michael in and into Darlene. The killer walked away from the car, but upon hearing Michael yelling, returned and shot them two more times before driving off. Like, how did he survive? So you like, guys, where was he times. shot? Oh, um, well, maybe no. It was like literally all over his body, like the neck. Well, apparently, the not arm, in the places where chest. it's fatal. I think it was a place where it's fatal, fatal, but it was just like inches or centimeters away from it really doing damage. Right. Because he survived. I Dang. mean, at 12.40 a.m., the man Zodiac phoned the Vallejo Police Department to report and claim responsibility for the attack. He ratted himself out. Yeah. They also admitted to the Lake Herman Road murders. Michael, the only person who was found alive after this, mm-hmm. was the only person who was able to describe what he looked like best he could. So he described him to being around 26 to 30 years old, 5'8", white male with short, brown, curly hair. And thus we get our composite sketch. That infamous composite sketch. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't have curly hair, but that... Right. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, poor Michael. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. Okay. So the Zodiac, how did he even get his name? Well, because this boy, he would write letters to the newspapers in town. Like, in the county, whatever you want to call it. And he would basically, like, torment them right. in letters. And he had this insane code, but basically... Never, tran- like, couldn't translate it really well. Yeah, it was wild. Highly recommend watching the movie. Just, yeah. Uh, self-plug. <laughs> okay, so for the first letter that was received, it was on August 1st, 1969. Three letters prepared by the Zodiac were received at the Vallejo Times-Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. In these letters, they took credit for the murders that had happened, and each letter also included one-third of a 408-symbol cryptogram, which the killer claimed contained his identity. So it was a code. And each uh, newspaper had, like, a section of that code. So when you put them all together... Right. You get his identity. Yeah. Um, and they had, like, the killer demanded that they be printed on each paper's front page, or else he would go on a killing spree that weekend. So the symbols in these letters is how he got his nickname, the Zodiac Killer, because... It was, like, Zodiac yeah, symbols, apparently. Every symbol, literally. <laughs> I mean, 408, for crying out loud. Yeah. So throughout the case, four cryptograms are sent, and only one has truly been solved. Dang. So these are rough. So meaning they, they never found a, like, translation for it to this day. Nope. You would think that mm-hmm. with time evolving, somebody would Sometimes figure out translation. I wonder if he just, it was gibberish. I Yeah, I know. And if you like, can't I'm just find gonna put some sort of language. Only one was decoded. So I was like thinking maybe he only did one, right. really. And then. The others were like fake. Because come on. So on August 7th, 1969, another letter was received just a couple days later than the first one at the examiner with a greeting, dear editor. This is the Zodiac speaking. Oh my gosh, those <gasps> words. And this is the first time the killer had used this name for identification. So he named himself, which doesn't yeah. happen too often with serial killers. So um, this was in response to the Vallejo police chief's bill to request for more details that would prove he had killed the victims. Because they didn't believe him. They thought it was a hoax yeah. at first. 
So in the letter, the Zodiac included details about the murders which had not been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked his code, they will have me. On August 8th, the next day, Donald and Betty Hardin of Salinas, California, cracked the 408-symbol cryptogram. So this was the only one that was decoded. It contained a misspelled message in which the killer said he was collecting slaves for the afterlife. Oh my gosh. No name appears in the decoded text, and the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. Oh. What? The actual... So he was crazy, and he believed, like, the... He would say, like, I'm going to take them to paradise. And he would spell paradise wrong. He had a lot of misspellings Why in the letters. Why does it sound like that whole, like, Kool-Aid thing? Yeah. <laughs> so he would, um, he was, like, I guess he believed that you could have slaves in the afterlife. He's like, man, what? Really? What kind of what? world? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of afterlife are you living? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that was the letters. And he would also do, like, handwritten letters, too. Hence the, this is the Zodiac speaking. And then he would send the cryptograms. Why do you say, when you say that, do I hear it in, like, Ryan's voice from BuzzFeed Unsolved? Because this is the Zodiac speaking. That's how he said it. <laughs> BuzzFeed Unsolved has a video on this, too, if you want to watch it. So, more on the attacks. Lake Berryessa. September 27, 1969. Brian Calvin Hartnell, 20 years old, and Cecilia Ann Shepard, 22 years old. College students who were picnicking on the lake. How cute. We'll date. A white man about 5'11 with combed greasy brown hair approached them wearing a black executioner's type hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes and a bib-like device on his chest that had a white 3x3-inch across circle symbol on it. He approached them with a gun. The hooded man claimed to be an escaped convict from jail. The cross-circle symbol would become his trademark. Mm -hmm. The zodiac symbol. He explained that he needed the student's car. He had brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told Cecilia to tie up Brian before he tied her up. The killer checked and tightened Brian's bonds after discovering Cecilia had bound Brian's hands loosely. Of course, was she actually going to do it tight so he could get loose? Brian initially believed this event to be a weird robbery. Zodiac drew a knife and stabbed them both repeatedly. Brian suffered six, and Cecilia, ten wounds in the process. Yikes. So, this is one of the incidents where he stabbed them. Yeah, he didn't shoot them. Yeah. Zodiac then hiked 500 yards back up to Knoxville Road, drew the cross-circle symbol on Brian's car door with a black felt-tip pen, and wrote beneath it, Vallejo, 12-20-68, September 27, 69, 6-30, by knife. These <gasps> are the dates of the other murders. Dun, dun, dun. At 7.40 p.m., Zodiac called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone to report his, this latest crime. He first stated to the operator that he wished to report a murder. No. A double murder. <gasps> before stating that he had been the perpetrator of the crime. Detectives were able to lift a still wet palm print from the telephone but were never able to match it to any suspect. Of course. He, you can tell pretty quickly, I mean, you probably have already, that he always dried himself out, and he just wanted to be famous. Yep. Like, he gave himself a name. Isn't that he why? He would call and turn himself in. Because that's the thing with serial killers. Sometimes yeah, they, they just want, want fame. They want to be in the history books. And it's like, you can do something else and still be in the history books. You don't have to yeah. be a serial killer. Dang. But they just literally want to be known. 
by the world. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a power trip. They want people to fear them. And they want to have that nickname and have papers say, watch out, curfew at this time because the this killer's on the loose. Right. Then it's a whole egotistic thing. Yes. Very and much Zodiac so. was the epitome of this. Okay, so another attack that happened was at Presidio Heights on October 11th, 1969. So the Zodiac entered a cab driven by Paul Stein, who was 29 years old. Um, he had requested to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets in Presidio Heights. And for reasons unknown, Paul Stein drove one block past this to a different street. Hmm. So maybe the Zodiac got mad <laughs> because he then shot Paul once in the head, took his wallet and keys, and tore a section of his bloodstained shirt. Like, he, he took it off a section of it and, like, put it in his pocket for safekeeping. Put it as, like, a souvenir from his yeah. kids. Uh, so... At this time, three teenagers saw it happen and reported to the police, and they saw the Zodiac wipe the cab down before walking away, like wiping fingerprints and stuff. Right. Two blocks from the crime scene, an officer who was responding to the call observed a white man walking along the sidewalk and stepping onto a stairway leading up to the front yard of a house on the north side of the street. This encounter only lasted to five to ten seconds. So the officer guessed that the man was 35 to 45 years old, while the teenagers who saw the killer said he was 25 to 30 years old and white, about 5 foot 8, which is the standard, like, Zodiac description. Right. Um, but the reasoning behind this is still unexplained, but the radio dispatcher that had alerted everyone to be on the lookout for the suspect said that they were black. So the officer drove past this white man without wow. stopping. So... The search ensued. No suspects were found. Hmm. People have said if they never said he was black, if that mix-up never happened, who knows right. how, then they literally would have. And also, the officer does believe. Like, he spoke out about it uh, later on. He's like, I I do think that I, I saw him. By him right. I do think it was him. Actually, I think it was either that. And then, no, Zodiac himself also said, you guys almost caught me. Dang. I was on the sidewalk. I remember that. So he literally, like, said, boy, you thought. <laughs> Man. Okay, so the letters continue to come in to all the newspapers mm -hmm. being tormented. It wasn't over. It was not even close to over. So, on October 14th, 1969, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac, this time containing a swatch of Paul Stein's shirt tail as proof he was the killer. It also included a threat about killing school children on a school bus. Yikes. Dear Lord. Um... <laughs> You need Jesus. <laughs> On November 8th, 1969, election day? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of 340 characters. They're so long. That's so dramatic. Oh, who has this time? Well, I mean, he's just killing people, so yeah. he probably has a lot of time. <laughs> the three, four, 340 character cipher has never been decoded. Numerous possible solutions have been suggested, but none can be claimed as definitive. On November 9th, 1969, one day after the 340 character one was given, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped and actually spoke with him for three minutes after he shot Stein. Literally what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expert Man, imagine, like, so I know, just, like, being a police officer that spoke to him and driving off and getting, like... The guilt for years. Yeah. Just oh saying, gosh. I could have... I could have stopped this. Excerpts from the letter were published in the Chronicle on November 12th, including the Zodiac's claim. 
that same day, the one of the, the officer that saw him mm-hmm. wrote a memo explaining what had happened the night of Stein's murder. On December 20th, 1969, exactly one year after the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, the Zodiac mailed a letter to Belly, who was like another officer, that included another swatch of Stein's shirt. The Zodiac said he wanted to Belly to help him. Man. He's dead. All right. And then as this goes on, war attacks continue, unfortunately. So this one was in Modesto on March 22nd, 1970. Um, Kathleen Johns, 22 years old, was seven months pregnant. She was driving with her 10-month-old daughter beside her. Oh, but she had some youngins. And while she was driving, a car behind her began honking its horn and flashing its headlights. So she pulled to the side and just stopped to see, like, what the deal was. As we're going through this, I'm remembering, like, a lot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie's so good. Um, so the, a man walks out, a.k.a. Zodiac, dun, dun, dun. he had parked right behind her, approached her in the car, stated that he observed her right tire was wobbling, and he offered to tighten it. So she was like, okay, you can do it. Man, if someone was flashing their headlights, I'm like, pass me up. Yeah. I'm not stopping for you. No. So many red flags. So he fixed a tire, and then the man, what was it? The man had driven off. So he left them. So when Kathleen pulled forward to re-enter like the highway and carry on with her like drive, mm-hmm. the wheel almost immediately came off her car. Dang. So the man returned, offering to drive her to the nearest gas station for help. So she and her daughter climbed into the car. She ain't teaching her daughter good stranger danger. Yeah, I mean it's ten months old. The but daughter, still. but like she'll remember. She 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 observes. <laughs> man, but it's like what were you thinking? Why were Be- you? I honestly think people like were invincible. They thought they were invincible back then. Man, the sixties and the seventies was like the peak of serial killers. But like, yeah, but people were like roaming around. They felt like it was it was really safe back then. Yeah, and of course now everyone's it's, like peace like, and love. Completely different. I'm just like, how in the world? Mm-hmm. Because like, my dad used to like just walk around his city. Like it was yeah, nothing. Same with my parents. And so it's like now, no, no. Mm-hmm. But like then, he's like, yeah, everyone's. Kind and Everyone's safe. friendly. No, what world are you living in? But yeah, skr, skr, why did she get in the car? So as they're driving, Zodiac went past all the service stations for like a, for 90 minutes. Dang. So she was there for 90 minutes. Was that not a red flag? <laughs> I know. Um, when he had finally stopped, Kathleen got out of the car with her daughter and ran into a field. So she escaped. So she was never harmed. She just escaped, like, an abduction. She saw him. Mm -hmm. So she went to the police station, and the moment she saw on, like, a poster board or whatever, a composite sketch that they had of the Zodiac, she recognized him immediately. Of course. Yeah. Man. So. Just imagine, like, escaping a serial killer. Like, that happened with Bundy. Yes. More on that later. Mm -hmm. Stay (laughs) tuned. Um, So, with the letters... The Chronicle started communicating with Zodiac mm-hmm. for the remainder of the 1970s. No, no, sorry. For the remainder of 1970, letters and greeting cards were sent. And on April 20th, 1970, 420, <laughs> Zodiac wrote a letter saying, My name is blank, followed by a 13 character cipher. So basically saying these are the, the many letters in my name. Yep. Figure it out. The letter included a diagram of a bomb that Zodiac claimed he would use to blow up a school bus. 
Zodiac sent a greeting card on April 28, 1970 to the Chronicle. Written on the card was, I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast. <laughs> Followed by the Zodiac's cross-circle signature. <laughs> the way you said blast. Blast. It's all in, blast. in all caps. Yeah. Because it was like a pun on a word that he was doing. Yeah. He thought he was so funny. <laughs> Very funny. On the back of the card, the Zodiac threatened to use the bus bomb soon unless the newspaper published the full details he wrote. He also wanted to start seeing people wearing some nice Zodiac buttons. Zodiac wanted merch. <laughs> he wanted a tour. This he wanted, boy. He wanted to go to MacCon. <laughs> he wanted merch. We don't know. He wanted a fan base. I just further proves he just wanted to be famous. Yep. And for some reason, he went to Killing instead of maybe write a good book. Maybe you can open up a franchise. He's, he's like, I don't have a lot of talents. I'm really going to kill famous. someone. I can get my name out there. I'm going to kill people. I have a flashlight. I got yeah. a gun. I got a knife. Those Mix are my it talents. it all together and you know no, that it's the best of us. <laughs> Our lives after. Did we, <laughs> did we really just bring up Hey Montana and the Zodiac? Anyway. Hey Montana is the Zodiac. What's your theory? Um, Hannah Montana is the Zodiac. Okay. Disney's lying to us. <laughs> anyway, anyway, on June 26, 1970, the Zodiac stated that he was upset that he did not see people wearing Zodiac buttons. Man. He was hurt. Do you think <laughs> Do you think Hot Topic has those <laughs> buttons? Because they have a whole collection Zodiac. of buttons. And I'll go into Hot Topic to get some sometime for my collection. But now I'm like, do they have a Zodiac button? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Because it's a circle with like a plus sign through it. I would just see, like, Zodiac. Yeah. He wrote, I shot a man sitting in a parked car. A oh, I shot a man sitting in a parked car with a thirty-eight. That's a kind of gun. Yeah. The Zodiac was possibly referring to the murder of Sergeant Richard Braytick a week earlier. This part remains unsolved if the Zodiac was actually, was the actual killer. Sometimes he'll say, I killed this person. And so, then it's like you never know that, but then it's also like, um, can you take it seriously because someone <laughs> just confessed? Because he claimed to kill thirty-seven, they only have like a few confirmed. Right. But then he tells them about other ones. So it's yeah. like, uh, can you, can you what? just go back? Yeah. For a second, like, <laughs> investigate. All right. So, um, a reporter for their chronicle that covered the Zodiac is named Paul Avery. Poor guy, because honestly, the Zodiac was just kind of taunting people with these letters, but especially Paul Avery. So on October 27th, 1970, Paul Avery received a Halloween card. First of all, a few days early, um, <laughs> <laughs> he received a Halloween a card of yeah, signed with the letter Z and the Zodiac's signature symbol. Handwritten on the card was a note, Peekaboo, you are doomed. What the heck? This is put on the front page of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Happy Halloween! <laughs> I know. Paul Avery later received an anonymous letter alerting him to the similarities between the Zodiac's activities and the unsolved murder of Cherry Joe Bates, or Sherry, I should say, which had occurred four years earlier at the City College in Riverside. So this was called, like, the Riverside Attack. The St. Riverdale, y'all. Yeah. Um, Sherry Joe Bates was 18 years old, and she had stayed late at the library at her school and was found dead the next morning. She was brutally beaten and stabbed to death. Um, who else was stabbed? Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Um, a month later, on November 29th, 1966, 
Nearly identical typewritten letters were mailed to the Riverside police. The author claimed responsibility for the Bates murder, providing details of the crime that were not released to the public, and the author warned that Bates is not the first and she will not be the last, a.k.a. exactly what Zodiac did on his first murder. We because got a copycat. I believe you mentioned it earlier, but he also said that the first two high school students he murdered were not the first and were not the last. So literally, like, parallel, just a different location. Yeah. Um, and the people that were working on the case and the victim's family members all received letters, which is what Zodiac was doing. Dang. So I couldn't believe it. Um, March 13, 1971, five months after Avery's article linking the Zodiac to the Riverside murder, because he exposed him, the Zodiac mailed a letter to the L.A. Times. In the letter, he credited the police instead of Avery for discovering his Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there. Dang. Frick. <laughs> um, the connection still remains uncertain. And that's, again, I say... Exact parallels, <laughs> the same mo. But that's the thing. Same everything. And Zodiac's like, "You're you're getting me. You're catching me." And they're like, "We're not sure." Are you? Are you they because uh, this is the thing because probably like around that time because he, it was a popular thing, copycats exist. True, but so they could think it's not. They never tested like let's see the handwriting. Right. It's like man, if just don't sweep things under the rug this is how unsolved so, cases happen so many people in the 19 like 70s 60s they 80s, didn't know what they were doing they literally were like we're never gonna solve this get rid of any yeah. evidence oh my god why are you stupid there's many years to come man i'm literally people believe way too much in white you i'm literally thinking of like 10 cases off the top of my head <laughs> where this happened in the same time period we talked about one the bones amelia Earhart. oh yeah amelia Earhart with the freaking bones but he just threw them away why Anyway, um, so on March 22nd, 1971, the Zodiac sends a letter to Paul Avery, and he claimed responsibility for the disappearance of Donna Lass on September 6th, 1970, but that's also uncertain. So this girl just disappeared, and they're not sure, but then I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to move forward. I'm not going to repeat myself. Okay. We're getting to the end here, y'all. Poor Paul Avery. Final stretch. After he sent a letter specifically to Paul Avery, he remained silent for Three years. Three years years of peace. (laughs) Yeah. Three years later. Or maybe not. Just on edge. Oh, true, yeah. Three years later, January 29th, 1974. He sent his last letter. He sent his last letter. He just talked about how the movie The Exorcist (laughs) was the best. Which was, I think, very popular at the time. So, and, like, it had just come out. He's just, like, he writing a letter to a friend. Hey, I thought The Exorcist was really good. He was like, oh, I loved the artistic aspect. <laughs> like, he was... I have never seen the original of... Exorcist, nor any remakes. <laughs> but I know... So critically acclaimed. It's, it's critically acclaimed, but I also know it's weird. So, so critically acclaimed That makes review. him weird. Like, why are you telling... Oh, you know, friends. Talking to it like a friend. Yeah. Added to the tally that said, me... 37. SFPD, zero. Meaning he won and killed 37 people and the police lost. Mm-hmm. And that was the last that's ever been heard from the Zodiac. He just he just wanted to catch people up to date on what was happening yeah. in life. Okay, for suspects, y'all, this case... Not a lot. No, there's, like, one big suspect, but even then, like, there's... Like, all the suspects they had... Some parts, yeah, it could be the Zodiac. Other parts, oh, that was debunked. It's not him. So it's, right. there's never anything. <laughs> okay. But the main suspect, who Robert Graysmith, um, 
who worked at the Chronicle and became obsessed with the case, who was Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. He, he started off as a cartoonist, yeah. and then he became so obsessed it that he started caused helping... caused all his trouble in his life. Ruin, yeah, ruined his marriage. He wrote books on this, but yeah, he believes it's, it's this guy, Arthur Lee Allen, and in the movie, they focus that he's a suspect, right. and that's him. So Arthur Lee Allen, he had been interviewed by police, but they didn't really see anything at the time. He... Just so happens to be around the area surrounding the crime. So, for example, when, um, I don't remember the victim's name, but in Lake Berryessa, mm-hmm. where that couple was, like, on the lake, he had told his family that day, hey, I'm going to Lake Berryessa to go scuba diving. He comes back covered in blood, and there is a knife in his car. And he stabbed, like, the Zodiac stabbed. It was Cecilia, that's who. Cecilia was at Lake Berryessa, and she Dang. was stabbed, and it was found in his car um red flags yeah so there was that um one of his friends reported him his name was his friend was john cheney and his friend reported him to the police because he said he had a desire to kill people and to use the name zodiac like arthur lee allen told him i want to kill people with a gun and a flashlight just you know that sink in the fact you would tell your friend that it's like Hey, having coffee one day. You know, I've been thinking about a life change. Mm-hmm. What is it? So, you know the Zodiac in the news? Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing that lately. Everyone's on edge. Yeah. It's really inspiring. You know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Arthur. <laughs> Come again? Can <laughs> what did you just Just, say? you know... I don't know. It's a really cool name, you know, persona for himself. Uh, yeah, I guess Zodiac. But what's the like? Just the intensity and the passion. <laughs> you know, oh, I got a gun. What do you? What's your opinion uh, on? What do you think about me killing people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you got a flashlight I can borrow? <laughs> hey, um, but I don't have any batteries. Do you have any? <laughs> um. You know what? I'm just gonna can I check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine literally just sitting there. <laughs> just be, I'd like I love to be like a fly on the wall during like that conversation, like that. Just like oh. if someone, if I was just like hanging out with someone and they told me that and they weren't joking around, they're being dead serious. <laughs> I've been like, like they give you a serious <laughs> face, like what do you think about me killing somebody? It's like, it's like I, was, <laughs> very I funny. have the desire to kill people. I've been like, <laughs> I am moving out of town and changing my name. So you never Witness find protection him. program, so you can't kill me. Yeah. But he would want to be referred to as Zodiac. Mm. That's what he would say. Um, so he was a teacher at one point. He was also in the Navy. He was discharged from the Navy. Didn't really say why. But as a teacher, he was fired for sexual misconduct. And he was arrested for child molestation with a 12-year-old boy. And he was in jail for two years. Okay. He ended up dying in 92, 1992, by the way. But when he was in okay. jail... Actually, he was in jail for three years, sorry. The okay, time he better. was in jail, that was when the Zodiac was silent. Ooh. So when they didn't hear from the Zodiac for three years, that's the when he was in jail. Yeah, so it matches up. Also, him already kind of being violent and having that. I mean, he didn't go for kids, but he did threaten to like bomb a school bus. Yeah. And then that never happened. But... um. He also owned and wore a Zodiac brand watch, and that symbol, oh, his yeah. iconic symbol, was in that watch. Yeah. 
Which is weird. I forget that there's a brand called Zodiac. Yeah. But, um, and he also had, like, a similar type thing for the letters. But also, he kept threatening to bomb a school bus, right? After Arthur Lee Allen had died, his house was searched, and they found the makings of a bomb in his, like, house. Dang. So he was making a bomb, which made sense because that's what was being said in the letters. So in 2002, uh, San Francisco Police Department developed a partial DNA pro- profile from the saliva on stamps and envelopes of Zodiac's letters. They compared the partial DNA to the DNA of Arthur Lee Allen. A DNA comparison was also made with the DNA of Don Cheney, who was the friend of Arthur that, like, turned him in as, like, hey, this right. guy said he wants to kill yeah. people. Um, but as of March 2018, it was announced that the 2002 DNA sample was collected from outside the stamp rather than behind it or from the envelope seal, meaning Alan could still be a suspect. So basically, what they had tested didn't match. Why, but did, why did they do the outside? Why? I don't know, Morgan. I stopped asking questions. Literally, all the saliva is on the back of the stamp. It's like, I don't feel like getting it off. Let me just do the front of it. Mm-hmm. Like, they thought they were going to get, like, a fingerprint. No. Saliva is better. Anyway. But, yeah, so his writing did not match the Zodiacs, but he is still the likely suspect. Also, um, Michael Maju, who had survived when the attacks, um, when he was shown, like, pictures of, like, a lineup of guys right. that, like, match a composite sketch, he when they asked him who killed you, because he also, he was the only person to see Zodiac without his mask, because yeah. he would cover his face. Majot pointed to Arthur Lee Allen and said, this is the man. Dang. So, just gonna let that sink in. So, there were a few other suspects. In February 2014, it was reported that a man named Louis Joseph Myers had confessed to a friend in 2001 that he was the Zodiac Killer. After After learning, he was dying from cirrhosis of the liver. He requested that his friend, Randy Kenny, go to the police upon his death. Myers died in 2002, but Kenny allegedly had difficulties getting officers to cooperate and take the claim seriously. There were several potential connections between Myers and the Zodiac case. Myers had attended the same high schools as the victims, David Faraday and Betty, Lee, Betty Lou Jensen. Myers allegedly worked in the same restaurant as the victim, Darlene Farron. Myers had also, also had access to the same sort of military boot whose print was found at the Lake Berryessa crime scene. Furthermore, during the 1971 to 1973 period, when no Zodiac letters were received, Myers was stationed overseas with the military. Kenny says that Myers confessed he targeted couples because he had a bad breakup with him, with a girlfriend. While officers associated with the while of, while officers associated with the case are skeptical, they believe the story is credible enough to investigate. The Unabomber was also yeah, that suspected. was dumb. That's weird. No. But pretty much like the two main ones that have some bangs, sir, yeah. sir Arthur. Arthur Lee Allen. Sir Arthur Lee Allen. It's pretty much the only one, but so that's the Zodiac case. It is still unsolved. It's amazing. Go watch the movie. Oh Lord, it's really good. But they should like retest that DNA. Oh, for sure. With the technologies we have today, yeah. a lot of cases have been solved. It's freaking wild. Um, so the question lingers: Who do you believe did it? Ted do you Cruz. think? It, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was a suspect we mentioned, or is it one? Or do you think they just didn't have found him? The Arthur Lee Allen, I, as we were talking about it, I was thinking maybe Zodiac knew this guy, knew Arthur Lee Allen, him? and framed him. 
Dun, dun, dun. So maybe it's not even him. He just knew everything about him and all that kind of stuff. So he was like, maybe it's Arthur Leal's friend. Oh my gosh. There's also one person that said, it's my father. Yes. That but w- that one I was debunked. That. There was another guy, like Lawrence Kane. But that was, there were some similarities. Right. But I don't know. He didn't really look like the sketch. Yeah. No. That sketch is like iconic. And that's why the meme of Ty Cruz exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, and then Kevin Jonas's daughter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Poor her. Man. Oh my gosh. Okay, that but yeah, girl. that's the Zodiac case. I, I don't know. I would lean toward Arthur Lee Allen, but at the same time, I'm like, what if they never found him? I don't want to believe that though. Right. Like, what if he really did that and got off the hook? Anyway, so that concludes our episode for today. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoy. We're going to give our songs. So, Sienna. My song is by your boy, Sean Mendez. <laughs> it's probably my favorite Sean Mendez song. Ooh. And it's called Ruin. Is that the newer? Is that on the It's album? on his Illuminate album. Ruin. Oh, yeah. I love no, the live version. Like, I'm not trying to. Ruin your happiness. Oh, I've heard that song before. Darling, yeah. don't you know? <laughs> Shawn Mendes, Ruin. Great. We love Shawn Mendes. We love our former Vine star. Oh, I always forget that. I, I saw, I followed that. him on Vine before he got real big. I didn't. So I wish I did. you're welcome, Sean. I was a follower you needed to get there. How many people who saw him at MagCon were like, I knew you before oh you were gosh, famous. MagCon. I can't believe he was a part of that group. But yes, Ruin by Shawn Mendes is my song. Did you see... Speaking of MadCon, did you see Nash Greer? Yeah, he's engaged, and, and he's going to be a father. father. Okay, we know why they got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was like, like okay, Nash, timing. Like, Nash, you could have. Could have been a little more discreet. We you could have just shown up with a kid, and we would have done the math ourselves. You didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't have to do this. Like the, I saw the photos, and she's, like, pretty pregnant to where yeah. I'm like, so she was pregnant when they got engaged. They got engaged recently. Yeah, they got engaged last month. So it's she looks four months pregnant. She's probably been pregnant longer. Yeah, <laughs> doing the math here now. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So my song. I've not been listening to a lot of music, like mm-hmm. new music lately. I've been less. This I make playlists for each month, and I, when it gets to like uh, the end of the month, and I'm like listening to the same songs over again, I'm like, I need new music, and I go back to old music. Mm-hmm. So. We got some good old Glee coming. <gasps> I've been listening to Glee. I like the season three songs a lot. Season three was the best season. season. Don't three. at me at that. That I, is the best season. I really need to rewatch Glee. The Michael Jackson episode. Yes. The best one. I literally had season three on DVD. What cover? Episode. What cover are you doing? The one I have been obsessed with for the longest time. Faithfully. Oh my gosh. Corey Monty's. Note in the wow. chills every time, and I love that song in general. Like, amazing performance, good old Man. journey. And then Corey. Man, cry. The yeah, I, I remember that show. You never so finished Faithfully it. Faithfully by Glee. I just skipped the last season. I don't really need to watch it. No, you don't. Just watch the finale. That's all that yeah. matters. That's literally all that mm-hmm. matters. There's nothing good about the last season. But yeah, so next episode, episode 13, we have our road trip episode. Yes. 
I'm so road excited. trip. Road trip. Should we give hints? I mean, we kind of we've mentioned already. It's someone we've mentioned before. Yes. So we've only mentioned one person, <laughs> but you know, there. You know, it's not just us two. We got a third. There's a third. There's, there's a third another, of us. Yeah, there's a third. You really thought... <laughs> you really thought it was just Justin? You thought it just was like, over. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Maddie B. Rap. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Be sure to watch us on Instagram. Not watch us. Follow us on Instagram. And Hit we'll us up. Sit, see you in the next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye.